Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Runners Only with Dom Harvey. Coming up on this episode, Dame Lisa Carrington. I guess I didn't have a heap of motivation if I was tired, but one thing that I liked is that if I was training... I was allowed to take the car to school, so that was. <laughs> I didn't. I did not want to catch the bus. <laughs> Dame Lisa Carrington needs no introduction, but I do give her a fairly big one at the start of our chat, so I'll keep it brief here. I do feel like she's a household name in New Zealand, so this is mainly for any non Kiwis listening to this one. Lisa Carrington is a kayaker. She is the greatest New Zealand Olympian of all time. She's won five Olympic gold medals and has been named the Halberg Sportswoman of the Year every year for the last, I want to say, 218 years. I think that's right. Don't quote me on that, though. This is such a cool conversation, this one. Dame Lisa Carrington, as you've never heard her before, and I can't thank her enough for being so generous with her precious time. This episode is brought to you by the team at Radix Nutrition, world-class nutritional products made at their incredible state-of-the-art factory in the Waikato and shipped anywhere in the world. Maybe you're a fan of Radix already, maybe you're just hearing about them now. I've been a fan of Radix for over a year, so I am genuinely stoked to be working with them. Radix are changing the food industry with their world-class products, including the best protein powder flavors I have ever tasted. Honestly, their coconut protein is insane, so is the banana. I almost guarantee that once you try Radix Nutrition, you will become a fan. They do sell cheap single-serve packs too, so you can't be too mad at me if you disagree with my thoughts on the coconut or banana. Check out their website, radixnutrition.co.nz, or give them a follow on Instagram. If you can't remember that right now, I'll put it in the description of this podcast so you can refer to it at a later date. And please, if you can, support the legends that support this podcast, Radix Nutrition. All right, let's get into it. Runners Only with Dom Harvey. Hey, Runners Only, yeah, yeah, let's get it started. Hey, hey, this is Runners Only with Dom Harvey. Fast pace, slow and steady, any way you coming up. Want to connect for everyone who loves running? This is Runners Only. Yeah, yeah let's get it started. Hey, hey. This is Runners Only with Dom Hardy. Uh, fast paced, slow and steady. Any way you coming? Uh, just want to connect for everyone who loves running. Hey, Runners Only with Dom Hardy. Runners Only with Dom Harvey and Dame Lisa Carrington. G'day, mate. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you. Oh, no, no, thank you so much for coming over. Um, this is an honour. Uh, we've interviewed, uh, we've spoken a few times over the years um, on my radio show, and it's great to have you over. I'm honoured. Yeah, it, it's uh, funny because I think that The Edge was one of my first kind of interviews I did after I won my first World Champs back in um, 2011, so... Yeah, thank you for having me. Set the bar very low for future radio <laughs> interviews. Okay, are you ready for the awkward um, introduction? Uh, this, is, this, is, this is lengthy. Uh, Dame Lisa Carrington, the goat in the boat, golden arms, lady on the lake. Which, which one do you prefer of your nicknames? <laughs> lady on the lake. Lady on the lake. <laughs> uh, unbeaten in over 10 years of kayaking, five Olympic golds and one bronze, 12 world titles, first Māori to win an Olympic gold. Is that accurate? Yeah, is that was in 2012, but we've had many more. 
that se- seems nuts that no one won a, a gold before yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, Halberg Sportswoman of the Year 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019 and 2021. Presumably you would have got 2020 had it not been for COVID. Halberg <laughs> uh, Sportswoman of the Decade and the Halberg Supreme Award winner 2021. My God, that's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. You and and the thing is, you're not uh, like you're not winding down. I feel like you've still got so much to give. Yeah, I I mean, I guess I'm 33, and um, I guess there's an expectation that athletes, uh, particularly women, maybe don't go as long. And I think after Tokyo um, Olympics last year, I guess I decided that you know what I think there's more. I haven't necessarily. I've managed to keep improving over the last yeah. uh, 10 or so years. So well, haven't you, just? <laughs> so it's been, um, I mean, I'm super fortunate to have good people in my corner to help me kind of pave that way. And, um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Do, do you think female athletes, um, for the most part, as a generalisation, don't go as long because they have a break for kids or they retire early? Yeah, I think so. There's, uh, you know, that is one thing. I think yeah. we want to have families and... Um, it does get obviously harder as you get older, but and also, um, yeah, maybe maybe sports a thing that we shouldn't continue to do. Not, I guess it's a says who, yeah, society. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not always a hard thing to maintain as well. The level of commitment, um, and I guess in a way right. sacrifice. Um, but I think I've found a way to really enjoy it. Um, and I when I get. I guess the enjoyment and the ability to improve all the time is really addictive to kind of just keep charging along. Yeah. There's something I wanted to bring up early on. Uh, you and I, we were um, direct messaging backwards and forwards on Instagram, and um, you about a week ago you sent me a message asking sort of the line of questioning and what the podcast is about. And then you explained to me, um, this is what you said. You said, I want to make sure it's a good one for you. And <laughs> it, it got me thinking, are you... Are you um, are you a perfectionist, a people pleaser, or is it something else? Uh, I think there's, yeah, there's always a bit of perfectionism, and especially being um, in in sport, what I do, I think, I guess you think that perfection will equal uh, good performance, um, but that obviously over time I've realised that we kind of got to keep away from that kind of thinking. Um, but yeah, I, I guess. Um, I want to do a good job. I want to share a good message. Um, yeah. Oh my god! So, <laughs> so I saw a TV interview as well with your um, with your husband Bucky, mm. um, and he made a. You were talking about what your go to meal to make is some pizza or something like that, and he made some throwaway remark about you being good at everything you do. So are you is it exhausting being you? <laughs> no. <laughs> are, uh, no. you are you okay being shit at some things? I, maybe I just don't do the things that I'm shit at. I don't know. Yeah. 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 No, I don't. I guess um, you know I, you have good people that you know pump you up. So. Yeah, well, that's cool. And and um, another thing I wanted to bring up about you being here today for this podcast: can, can you say no? Are you good at saying no, or good enough at saying no to things? Uh, it it is it is tricky, but I am I prioritize my training, so I will say no if it impacts that because. Um, to me, that is super important, uh, unless it's you know a family thing or something that's really important to me. Um, but yeah, I when I can justify it, and also I like doing things that are meaningful. So yeah, yeah. 
because you straight after this you're going out for um, a dinner with your husband. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know what I've never seen you at a restaurant, so I've got no <laughs> idea what going out for dinner with Lisa Carrington, Dame Lisa Carrington, looks like. But I'm guessing you get asked for selfies. Do you like? Do you say no if it's at an environment like dinner, or do you just like grit your teeth through it, get it over and done with, and then get back yeah, to your meal? I think I don't know. I feel like Kiwis are mostly um, respectful. respectful. Are they? Yeah, and um, I, I guess when I don't, I mean. Not that I get asked for selfies heaps, but maybe like if I'm out for dinner, maybe there'd be one or two, but I think, you know, that's fine. I guess um, I don't get to, you know, people may not be, will, will not meet me again, you know, mm. and I would appreciate, I would be scared to ask someone for a selfie. So I yeah, respect yeah. the courage. <laughs> yeah, respect the courage for sure. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon you're a bit of a people pleaser. Yeah, or, probably. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I, I feel like yeah. I'm exactly the same. I've, you know, I've, um, I've been out before with some, um, some well-known people and they'll be like, oh, do you mind? Now's not a good time. And mm. the, you, you, I, I sit there thinking to myself, the explanation that you've given is probably longer than what taking a photo would have, would have been. Yeah, that's right. No, you're right. I think it is... Um, yeah, I I, li- I don't want people to think badly of me, but also it's it's not much time, you know. Mm. Do you care, do you care about what people think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean it's something that I will I'm always working on. I think it's. Um, what do you mean? Like from an outsider's <laughs> perspective, you're as, you're as probably near to as perfect a person you could get. I guess uh, you don't know me. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, get, I think that's it, though. Um, I, you know, not doing things because I'm afraid of, or not saying yeah. something. Um, I'm always trying to work on that, not caring. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you care too much? Yeah, I think so, yeah. 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 Um, oh, okay, before we get any further, um, what's your relationship like with running? It is the podcast is called <laughs> Runners Only. Do you have a relationship with running at all? Is it part of your training regime? Do you, do you ever run for fun to clear your mind, or have you not really run since school? Uh, yeah, I do run every now and then for training, for sure, and... We can't. I can't take a kayak everywhere, so um, <laughs> it's definitely a tool that I use when I haven't got access to a boat. Um, and yeah, I mean, I do. I don't run a lot, so when I do run, I can. I'm prone to niggles, so I, I'm a I'm a kayaker. Uh, so um, just like I, I, if I run it? too fast or run two days in a row, I get a sore foot. Right. <laughs> Oh, is that what you mean by I'm a kayaker? Because you never do any sort of like leg stuff or feet stuff. Uh, running, yeah. So yeah. like I'll run every now and then, maybe a thirty minute. If I'm coming into the season, I'll run for thirty or forty minutes, and maybe that's twice a week. But if I run consecutively, it's not. I'm. I don't have the probably the technique and the fitness for it, the resilience for it. Yeah. Okay, well, we've ticked that off, so now we can get back <laughs> to what you are. Running is hard. Yeah. So um, your specialty event, um, the K1-200, so the K for kayak? Yeah. Yeah, the kayak 200. So you've been undefeated in that event for how long now, like 10 years, 11 years? Yeah, since I uh, started competing in it uh, in 2011. Yeah. And, yeah, and that takes you around about 40 seconds, so it's yes. like 20 seconds per 100 metres, which is if, if I was sprinting on land against you on water, I, I think I'd probably just be marginally quicker than you, yeah. which is insane. Insane. Yeah, I mean, it's, I love, I mean, I love that event because it's, it's you know, it's not your 100 metres, which is 10 seconds, but it's, you know, you've got to have a little bit of fitness. Um, it's all about power. So it's a full expression of uh, my 
the physicality of power, really. Mm. And, and if I may just do like um, a, a, another land to water comparison, if I do, say, a 100 metre sprint, it doesn't hurt at all. You get to the finish, mm. it's not long enough to hurt. But as soon as you start to get around that bend on the track, <laughs> it starts to hurt. So yeah. is it the same with you? When does it start to hurt in the, yeah, in the 200? Yeah, about 50 metres to go. Right. So I guess things start seizing up. Um, and ultimately, at that point, it's trying to stop the boat slowing down too much. So technique's really important. And just keeping the boat moving. Right, you just yeah. lo- lo- lose power in your arms. Yeah, you're in, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um, okay, a bunch of dumb questions to get through. First of all, the, the kayak looks so slim. What does mm. it weigh? It looks tiny. 12 kilos. 12 kilos. Yeah, so well, that's... that's not the, much at all. Yeah, so that's the standard weight. You can't... If you're a gram under, um, you're disqualified. Yeah, so we, we train it. 12 kilos our wow. boat's at 12 kilos w- would I or the average person fall out like if yes. I yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely really is yeah. it that difficult to balance yes yeah it is um, for, a, for a, someone who's never paddled before absolutely <sighs> that's that's one thing I love about um I've had another athlete on the um, the podcast recently, Hamish Kerr, who's like New Zealand's best high jumper. One thing I love about what he does and what you do is that there are sports that every New Zealander gets to, get to go at. Mm. Like everyone at primary school gets to go at the high jump. <laughs> every New Zealander has at some point been in a kayak. Yeah. Holiday somewhere, you hire one, it looks fun, you do it for a couple hundred metres, your <laughs> arms hurt. So everyone has like an idea of just how difficult it is. Yeah, it's, um, yeah I mean it's... Yeah, I guess it's so it's super challenging, yeah. and the I guess because we are we're sprinting, so our boat is designed to go as fast as possible. So you have the recreational kayaks, which are super easy, and then as you get more performance based, it gets more challenging. Yeah, now um, you need a strong upper body, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, a leg muscles important at all? Yeah, absolutely. Are I, they? How, why? Uh, I guess it's like a, they're an engagement. So. We use our legs to drive our body, so it's kind of, um, as our blade goes in the water, use our legs to initiate the, the stroke. And so, you, so your legs are sort of shuffling, you're sort of shuffling around Yeah, and up and down, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah, they are important, whilst they're not, they don't need to be incredibly strong, they have to, and also stability in your core, your hips, those types of things. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Now, um, just yesterday while I was doing some research for, for this podcast chat today, I watched a clip from the TV show Marai 10 years ago. <laughs> so this is before your first gold medal, before mm. you release a fucking cat. <laughs> so how, how do you think you've changed as a person from that young woman full of hope and promise to, to you know, the household name in New Zealand's most successful Olympian ever? Uh, I guess just experience. I've just... Um, but when you see that clip, do you feel like the same person now? Does it feel like a lifetime ago? Uh, it, do, it doesn't really. I mean, I'm still training in that same gym um, right now. But yeah, I, it, no, it is. It is a lifetime ago, I think. Um, it's just every year, because we work so hard on mental skills and physical training and those types of things, always growing and changing. So absolutely a different person. Um, but same, you know. Yeah, basic. same Lisa. Yeah, but just adjustments. Yeah. So you, so your, your family, like your mum and dad, they're still together, and they seem to have from yeah, you know, from what I see on TV, they seem to have it every four years. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> they seem to they get a little bit older each time, but <laughs> yeah. they, they seem to have a wonderful relationship, and your nana as well. So would they see you now and think, oh, it's just the same old Lisa? Oh, I yeah, I I think so. Maybe our conversations a bit more mature. Um, but yeah, I, I've, and you know, always go home and mum and dad are always mum and dad and you're always, you know, I'm always the, um, yeah, younger daughter, youngest daughter. Mm. Yeah. 
Oh, that's special. Yeah. And um, you've got the same coach as what you had then, Gordon Walker. Yeah. Uh, how how has that relationship changed between then and now? How does he coach you now? Like, um, like does it? Um, I mean, does his opinion count in you deciding to go for another few years and go to the Paris Games? Yeah, I yeah, I think from like a, being a young athlete um, and figuring out how to be a, an athlete, be an adult, um, and to now, I think our relationship, I can be, I'm able to be a lot more honest with him. He's able to be a lot more honest with me, um, especially around feedback and what I can work on. So, you know, and I guess that's just with he's he's grown as a coach and at the same, I've managed to kind of keep growing as an athlete. So, I'm, I mean, I'm super fortunate to have someone like him that has such passion and just knowledge around um, coaching, around uh, looking after the athlete, looking after the physiology, um, you know, the whole holistic picture. Yeah. So, for, like, from, from what I can gather about you, you're, you're extremely driven, so he, he's, he never has to put a rocket up your ass or anything like that. <laughs> uh, is it more, like, sort of, yeah, like, talk, talking you down or being, like, a psych- psychologist <laughs> in a way? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he, he never has a problem... Um, telling me to slow down it's more so uh, he he's very it's good. a coach's dream I reckon <laughs> but also he I'm I guess I'm also difficult in a way because I ask for you know so why is our training like this what what are the reasons behind it because I really want to understand why what I'm doing you know what am I doing to my body how is my body going to change um and he's got all those answers that can help me when I'm you know, it would be similar to you going for a run or, you know, I'm paddling for two hours on the water. I'm like, why am I doing this? But I know exactly why I'm doing it, what it's leading towards. Um, so, you know, he's he's happy to give me those answers and I'm sure it's um, he repeats himself weekly. <laughs> mm. Well, I, I suppose that, that's what makes you um, a, a good athlete, right? Asking asking the why rather than just doing it. Yeah, and I, I for me, I just I want to do it well and I want to turn up and I don't want to waste time. Um, and for me, you know, I like on Google Maps, you know, I always try to find the most efficient way to get somewhere. <laughs> and that's with training. It's like, what's the most efficient way I can do this? And, you know, I'll only have so much time in the day or energy in the day to put into physical training. So I've got to make the most of it. I'm worth pointing out you were five minutes early to get here today. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I mentioned before that you were, and this kind of surprised me, you're the, you're the first ever Māori, male or female, to win a gold medal. How connected are you with your roots? Are you quite, I know you do, you, you've done or you're doing Māori studies at uni? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've finished my studies and I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm connected as I can be. I think it has a lot to do with, you know, there is a point obviously in our history where our, you know, grandparents moved away from being Māori and it wasn't okay to be Māori. So for me, the connection... It's there, and I am still working on reaching back and figuring out how I can connect more. Yeah, because I'm mm. guessing your, your dad, or maybe maybe not him, maybe he was sort of on the cusp, but yeah, your grandparents, they were probably at that age where you get the strap at school for speaking Māori. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Shocking, really. Yeah. Uh, and, unbelievable. And also, um, my dad's grandparents, you know, it was they would have to leave their home because it wasn't okay to practice Māori custom. Um, so if you think about what it's, it's amazing. You think, um, what, 
you know, I guess your ancestors had to do or your, you know, your whakapapa, where you've come from and think, wow, I'm so privileged to be here today because of what, you know, they, those people have, my mm. family have done for me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very cool. And n- now we're on that, let's um, yeah, let, let's go right back to, to little Lisa. So <laughs> so your parents, both school, te- your dad's a principal, your mum's yes. a teacher. Yeah, that's right. And that's the, the school, they, they, they're at the school that you went to? Yes. Yeah. They're still there. What school's that? Wailtahi Valley School right. in Oporiki. Yeah. And and your mum, um, she she made you play netball from like the age of five? Yeah. Yeah. Coached did, did, the team. Did you want Did you want to play? Were you reluctant? I, I, I don't remember. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I think I, yeah, I think netball, I don't remember not wanting to do it. Mm. I think I really loved it, especially right up until um, I was about 16. Um, and that's when I oh, kind of really? You off. played the netball till that late? Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. So I think too, like I was making um, Bay Plenty teams and those types of things. So. Oh, so you weren't shit? <laughs> well, you were, well you I was okay. Judge. Yeah, I wasn't going to be a silver fern or anything, but I made uh, like under 17 um, Bay Plenty how teams. Do you know, how do you know if you stuck at it, you wouldn't have been a silver fern? Probably not tall enough. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, and you've got um, um, two older brothers. Is, is that yes. all the Carrington siblings? Yes. And what, that's what us. do they do? Uh, so, uh, my oldest brother, Sean, he's a driller in uh, Wellington. And my middle brother, Brett, he's on the Gold Coast as a personal trainer. Uh, are they all as driven as you, or not to the same degree? Like, where do you think yeah. your drive comes from? Is it a. I don't know, yeah. Um, my oldest brother, he's super mellow, and then. Uh, my middle brother, he's uh, super motivated. So I think I've got a bit of both. And yeah, I don't, I guess my drive comes from just wanting to do a good job. And I think when you experience, I guess, positive affirmation when you're doing something, you're like, oh, okay, this is quite cool. I enjoy this. Especially with kayaking, I think, I'm doing all right. I'll keep keep going, just chipping mm. away. So, and then that kind of builds, I think, the motivation or the, uh, whatever it is, the drive, and you can grow it. Yeah, and, and success um, and succeeding is a very addictive drug, isn't it? Yeah. Like you get a taste of that and you just want more. Yeah, and I, I think it's like putting what, putting it in so it's not necessarily, I guess winning, winning gold medals is amazing, but I guess it's not putting the pressure or trying to get the that adrenaline or that motivation from the gold medal it's like while well, we spend most of our time training um and you know races are big ones are every four years so and also I think if it's just for the medal it's a little bit hollow so I think so how do you how do you mean it's a bit hollow uh I think that it has to be more than the medal or for me anyway like it's like what like the process yeah yeah, yeah the process and um I think the medal or the outcome not isn't always uh, written before you get there. So yeah. I think the acceptance of, of winning and of losing is a complete possibility. Um, so it's about, I guess, about doing, for me, about doing kayaking because I love uh, doing it with the people that I'm doing it with. I love the growth, the challenge, the opportunities. Mm. Um, and yes, it is also to compete. So there's more than just the medal, I think. Uh, and under what circumstances would you be like, okay, going going to the Olympics and um, not not doing well? Like if you if you did a good time, and you know it's a time that you're happy with, maybe a personal best, and you didn't medal, you'd you'd be okay with that? I don't know if I'd be. I wouldn't be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest. I wouldn't be okay with it. But 
I think the the lesson would or the you'd have you'd have to be. You know, I think that yeah, if you've given it everything, right? And you yeah, haven't had a bad race. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. I think it's also you know something that my mum, you know, I asked her like, why did you get us into sport, especially you know quite early, um, especially team sports? She said, well, I wanted you to learn how to be a good winner and a good loser. And I think it's like, yeah, it, well, she didn't you, need to worry about the losing. <laughs> not <laughs> <Bad> yet. Backfired. <laughs> not yet. Anyway, um, so I, I guess it's. It's not always about the result. Yeah. Um, there's got to be more than that. And there's only one winner. And I think you want everyone that's lining up to be like, I'm going to win that gold medal today, or I want to try at least. Then you're competing against the best people you'll ever be able to compete yeah. against. And that's, I think that's the best thing. Yeah. So how, how did you end up in a kayak? It's a, it's a mm. I, I don't know, it seems like an unusual sport to gravitate towards. It's not the easiest sport, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Um, so surf, I started surf life saving as I as a kid. Um, we moved to Ohupi Beach, um, and my parents wanted me to me and my brothers uh, to learn how to be in the ocean and be safe uh, since we were living there. And so in surf life saving, there's a surf ski, and I happened to do pretty well at it. And Dad um, knew, obviously knew that kayaking was in the Olympics. Um, knew that there was a correlation between. Uh, uh, surf ski paddling and kayaking. So surf ski, that's almost like a surfboard that you sit on and you paddle. Uh, it's basically, it's like a kayak. Right. It's, uh, it's quite skinny. It's really it's really unstable as well. Um, and you compete in the ocean. Um, short races, maybe 400, oh, 700 metres in the ocean. Yeah, so you how old then when you were doing that? Uh, from the 8th, 13, I think okay. I got in the, okay. my, in the surf ski. Um, yeah, and thought it was just a good thing to do, especially for cross training or, you know, in the winter. It's well, cold like off to season. get off yeah. season training, cold to get in the in the ocean on a surf ski. Um, and also uh, Ian Ferguson was holding a kayak camp um, at Lake Roto Ehu, I think, which is really close to where I live I lived. Yeah. Now, you, you would have had no idea, I'm guessing, at that age who um, Ferg was, Ian Ferguson. You kind Not of really. Not, I no, don't, no, just some old think, dude that. I think I did. Maybe Dad said something. He's yeah. like, oh, this guy, you know, he's won medals. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So it was a real full circle moment after the Tokyo Olympic Games where you passed Ian Ferguson as like the, the most successful New Zealand Olympian of all, all time. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's kayaking. Yeah. When when, when did that sort of sink in for you, that realisation that, oh my God, I I got this training session from Ferg's kayaks. (laughs) Was it one of those, was it in MIQ or was it like um, shortly afterwards? It's like, when did that moment Uh, sort of hit you? It's a a big thing. It didn't really, um, I guess once I'd finished and got all the medals I had after um, Tokyo, the um, journalists were telling me, so how right. does it feel to be the most secret Olympian? And I was like, ah, uh, yeah. And, and I mean, some people were asking me before the games, it's like, what is it like going into maybe being the most secret <laughs> Olympian? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and oh my God. God I'm just, <laughs> honestly, I'm, I'm getting clammy thinking about the pressure you're under. I don't know how you can be so ice cold about it all. Yeah, I think <sighs> it's, it's a vo- I guess in a way it's, we, when I, you know, these big events, I'm not at home. So I'm not tuning into the radio or reading uh, newspapers or on social media um, reporting on you know what I'm up to. So uh, I I like that I don't have to read into that. Mm. Yeah. And you, I, I, so I read. Um, so okay, so you went to the, the Fuchs kayak training camp thing, and then um, you trained um, like on a river, and you had like an online coach. 
yeah, so I, so in that kind of stage, I was mixing between my, um, my coach, my surf club coach, and a coach here in Auckland who was that, at that stage, I guess, this was my last year at high school, and I was traveling, I got picked for the junior worlds team. Um, so yeah, just training on my own. I don't, you know, I wasn't training that hard compared to what <laughs> oh, I was you, doing now. Like, oh, you come on, but you, you, you <laughs> well, I suppose that you weren't training hard because um, you had other normal teenage things to do, or just because you didn't know what how to train properly? Or yeah, what? absolutely, not knowing how to train. I guess I had a, I was given a piece of paper, um, and it was like, yep, this is what you've got to do, and so. Like what it's sort of not, thing? Like do two minutes hard? Yeah, two uh, minutes at eighty percent. Right. Uh, one minute off or something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't really know what that meant now if someone just handed me a piece of paper and it's like, well, um, okay, like what am I trying to build here? But I guess I don't know if a perfect training program would have even been necessary. Mm. Would not have been necessary at my age. And also, I was doing a lot of it on my own, um, and it was through kind of through winter because I was heading over to. Um, the Junior Worlds, which I think it was in August, um, in Czech Republic. So I I guess I didn't have a heap of motivation if I was tired, but one thing that I liked is that if I was training, um, I was allowed to take the car to school. So that was... <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I did not want to catch the bus. <laughs> yeah, what, were you, what were you like in secondary school? Like, were, you, were you quite social? Did, were you yeah. even to like the... The after school party scene or anything like that, or yeah, I yeah, I definitely my friends, yeah, we yeah, so I really enjoyed hanging out on the weekends, parties, and that type of thing. But I also was quite involved with surf life saving, and on the weekends I was heading up to Mount Monganui to uh, train with. I joined the Mount Monganui Surf Club, um, and I was training up there with them. So yeah, I I guess I did. I you know I miss things like my. Um, Year 13, high school ball, things like that. But I guess I've, you know, I just, especially once I left school, I wasn't a part of that university scene that all my friends went. Mm. It was really, everyone went to university, went to Dunedin. um, And, you know, that was just what I I was, I moved here to Auckland and I began training full-time. Yeah. Are you, are you still friends with, like, good friends with any of them now? Or most of your friends sort of, like, kayakers uh, um, in the same sort of circle or sphere? Yeah, no, I'm, I've, I feel fortunate. I've got some still really good friends from home. So a um, bunch of them, are, you know, whether they've been in sport or that type of thing, and a bunch have moved home. So it's nice to have those connections. But, yeah, I mean, I do spend a lot of my time with my training partners yeah. <laughs> and my well, teammates. It's just a natural, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, like whatever you're doing, you, you know, people spend time with their work group or yeah. whatever. It's just what naturally happens. Yeah. Your old friends, you, you make them call call you dame though, right? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> um, can we for a second touch upon um, like you, your body and body image? Um, mm. The reason, like the, one of your nicknames I mentioned at the beginning of this, Golden Guns, seems like there's... Whenever you see an interview, like there's a lot of talk about about you know yeah you know about how how you look and you've got like a, a body that is perfect for functioning at the absolute highest level for what you do. D- does it bother you? People even like mentioning it or bringing it up? Uh, I guess. Are you self conscious about it? Yeah, I'm definitely self conscious about it. I think I you know 
it's not normal to see someone like me walking down the street, and if, especially if I'm in a singlet. What do you, what do you mean? Just because you, you, you're kind muscular. of jacked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess um, I don't really enjoy being looked at like that. And whether people um, are doing it or not, I guess I do feel self-conscious because it's something that people will say to me. Yeah. So I I guess it's it's about not caring about what people think. Mm. Um loving who I am and that's something that I think that we I'm constantly working on. Knowing you as well as what I do, which is is not that well. Um but you know, if someone says to you, Man, you're you're jacked or whatever, you'd be like, Oh thanks and laugh it off. But I mean do, like does you know, do you sort of eye roll on the inside that someone would even bring it up? Uh I don't know. I think it's in what context or how yeah. the, how it's coming across. Um, I think if it's um, joking or, yeah, it's. I guess it's it's interesting that that has to bother me. Um, but, yeah, it, it definitely, I, and I don't always like being talked, you know, I guess the attention. I don't want the attention, so mm. I'll just wear a T-shirt or a long sleeve or something so I can just, people just see me for me. Yeah. 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 I've got some female friends that are scared to go to F forty five because they're like, "Oh no, I don't want to. I don't want to do any weights because I might get like biceps." And I'm like, "Look, you know, you look at you. You've been you've been working day in day out, bloody hard for like a dozen years, um, and and uh, you know, shit, your body does what it needs to do to yeah. be the absolute best in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's part of it. It's like this. I I do work really hard, and I do love going to the gym, and I love paddling. Um, and I love being strong, and I love being fast, powerful, so absolutely, and this is, yeah, if this is what my body turns into, because those are the things I love, it's, it's, I guess it's just a representation of what I've done. Yeah. Um, do you bench at all? Yeah. yeah since, should, we, should we both see our, our current numbers on the count of three? <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to? Okay. okay. One, two, three, 75. What? hundred? <laughs> yeah. That's a 20 kilo bar and two 20 plates either side. Yeah. Wow. Just for one though, right? That's your yeah. one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, and I haven't done a max bench press for a while, but um, yeah, Damn, like we're training. that is impressive. <laughs> um, I mean, it's awesome to be strong. Absolutely, it is. I, I that when you and your when you and your husband moved into a house, like you were helping him, yeah, with the fridge. And, <laughs> yeah. Did I read that in an interview somewhere? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> a little bit annoying sometimes. I'm just tired from training. He's like, can you help me? Um, like, oh, okay, then. <laughs> yeah, so you're tired from training. So, what is um, like, what does an average day look like for you? So, so we're we're recording this in uh, November. Um, so is it sort of an easy easy time at the moment, or? Yeah, so I, the the week is it flows ebbs and flows. So, um, like today, uh, as a Wednesday, um, I paddled for two hours this morning, and then I went to gym at eleven, and we did some kind of stability rotational kind of strength training, um, and then I have the rest of the afternoon off. So that's so, just so, one. So, that's, that's just today. Okay, so so two hours this morning. So what time are we talking? I'm on the water at seven. Okay, mm. so you get to get up at six, have a breakfast. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. And I mean, we, I mean, we're in Auckland uh, and New Zealand, so uh, it gets windy. So we have to get, and we're not on super early. At least it's light, um, but most of our training's done around there. Yeah. And that, what's what, what's involved in that two hours? Uh, so this morning, because it was two hours, it was just like an endurance um, endurance paddle, just paddling around Lake Pupuki. 
around and around. <laughs> like what sort of effort? You talked before about like uh, eight endur- of it. Uh, like a like a low endurance okay. level. So like a running equivalent of just going for a long, easy run. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Building uh-huh. cardiovascular fitness. Do you yeah. enjoy that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's especially when you're fit and I think you might I might not enjoy it if I go a little bit too hard at the start and then I've, you know, burnt too many matches and I'm crawling home. But <laughs> um yeah. Pace it well and it's good. Do you know the matches where does the matches analogy come from? Because I've heard that as well. I think I heard it from Cameron Brown. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know actually. Um, just uh, something we say if you've, um, yeah, yeah. So how, how, would you ex- how, how would you explain it to anyone that's listening that hasn't hasn't heard the matches analogy before? Um, I guess it's you know I, you only have so many matches, so if you don't want to burn them all, yeah. So, so you can go easy, <laughs> go easy forever, but you do a long burst, and that's like burning a match. Yeah, if you start too hard, uh, you're burning your energy. I guess it's like um, putting gas on the fire, and then mm. you've got no more. Uh, energy to burn. Yeah. So when you were doing your 200 events, you were burning the whole fucking box. Yeah, all at, <laughs> all at once. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you, you, so you go for two hours, then you go home, have a have a, a shake or some breakfast or something. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Go home, um, some breakfast, and then and a coffee, and then I'm back in the gym. Um, for how long? Another couple of hours? An hour in the gym. Yeah. So it ranges, you know, depending on what we're working on, what's the phase of training. Um, yeah, and I guess in, in another day, like a Monday, we uh, on the water in the morning for just over an hour, back in the gym at 11, and then back on the water in the afternoon around 3, 3.30 for, uh, for some sprints. It's always at least two trainings each day? Mostly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except, except for a Saturday where we do a long, a long paddle. Um, Longer than two hours? Oh, two hours oh, is yeah. long, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who's, who's out there doing it when you're doing these two hours? Is it, is it just you or are there others as well? Yeah, so I've a, uh, I guess I'm, I'm training in the high-performance women's team. So we have um, a number of other females um, and whoever's around, I guess. And, yeah, we, we go training. Man, this is what it takes, eh? <laughs> yeah, but it's I, a lot. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a, it's a it's a funny thing for me because I and I suppose um, I don't know if you think of it this way, but it's like we're, you know we we see you on TV every four years or whatever. <laughs> like most New Zealanders, I know you've won like twelve world titles or whatever, but New Zealanders don't really know about the world champs. We know mm. about the Olympics and the yeah. Com Games. Yeah, so you're not a Commonwealth Games event. So every four years, we're like, oh, Lisa Carrington's <laughs> still kicking ass. We don't see the um, one thousand two hundred days in between where you're working twice daily mm. to get that peak every four years it's yeah a, it's a lot of time in the shadows yeah that's right and well I guess um that's what I guess that's what sport is you know you're not always going to be in the spotlight and I don't know that um I guess that's not where the work's done you yeah. know the work's done um in the shadows or in your own time on the water in the gym um and being proud of yourself yeah so do you, do you do you have like a rest day each week or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Sunday, yeah, right. Sunday's a rest day. And I mean, if we do one training session on the Saturday, then most of Saturday is a rest day as mm. well. So yeah. what, so what's like? You, I mean, you're you're married now, and you've got a dog. But um, <laughs> like what is, what does an average Saturday night look like? So you, you might go out for dinner with some friends. Yeah, yeah, go out dinner with some friends, um, or have a barbecue. Love we love barbecuing, so have people over. Um, or literally just 
watching, watching Netflix. And, yeah, yeah, and right now the rugby. So oh my god, how good oh the women's gosh. rugby! That game, the semi-final oh. game last weekend, phenomenal. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's just been so amazing watching them. Yeah, um, and I feel you know everyone jumps on the bandwagon. It's like oh they're so amazing, but even me, like I'm like man, I feel so privileged to be able to you know, have had conversations, be able to chat with these girls, um, especially uh, being an Olympian alongside some of the sevens players who are in the team. So you feel that extra connection. You're like, man, that's so cool. I love it. Yeah. That's really good. Uh Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Um, I heard you um, like when you're at the Olympics, you stay off social media. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I I think it's a huge distraction for me. In what way? Um, I guess that's not where my mind needs to be in a way. So um, it's looking outward, looking at what what's happening um, in the world or what other people are going through, and particularly if you follow the other Olympians or Olympic accounts or those types of things, sporting <laughs> accounts, you're seeing, uh, you know, lots of sport coming up all the time. So it is incredible. It's distracting. Um, and I, it's hard not to uh, get so – feel the pressure yeah. when you see it. Oh, gotcha. And so, do, so you stay off news sites as well? Like yeah. So when you're in Tokyo, you're not on stuff.co.nz? Oh, or, no. No right. way. Yeah. Why? Because of that reason. It just puts too, yeah. m- too much pressure and, and expectation I, I on you. Yeah, and I don't need to read um, the expectation of, well, Lisa Carrington might win, you know, be the most decorated Olympian after this Olympics. She may win a gold medal tomorrow. You've got to watch it. So I think that's, yeah, that's kind of, it brings it right in front of me that, wow, what if I lose? Um, what if someone's saying this, but what if I don't meet that expectation? Absolutely. Do you have those sort of moments of um, self doubt? Do, oh, do, do you ever dream? Do you, do you ever dream <laughs> where, where, where you're, you're paddling and you just can't move the boat? Or mm. yeah, uh, I'm just thinking no. of running dreams. I have. I've had, I've had running <laughs> dreams before, and I'm like, I'm. I'll, there's no pressure on me. No one gives a shit about what I do. I'm running for personal best, and that's it. But I sometimes have dreams that I'm at the start of a race, and that goes off, and I, I just can't move. Yeah. Um, I don't have dreams like that, but I, I definitely have had dreams where I can't run away. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I guess it. Uh, yeah, I do have doubt, and I guess that's kind of the you know that little birdie or that fear that's just sitting there. It goes, "What if you're not good enough?" And I guess in a way, it's like being okay that you know that's also a part of me that I have mm-hmm. doubt and I have a fear that I may fail. Um, 
but it's kind of having the tools and go, well, actually, I'm doing it because I just want to see how well I can go. Like, what can I do? Can I step up to the plate? Um, am I good enough? I guess, you know, maybe I'm not, but it doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah. I suppose that's like your um, your inner critical, your yeah, inner voice. And it, but is, is it mostly good that that inner voice? Uh, I think I think it can be better. Like, I, I guess. Really? In what yeah. Way? Um, are you quite are you quite tough on yourself? <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. You know, I guess in in sport, it's always like what what's next, especially with what I've uh, what I've managed to do is constantly have that growth over the last. Um, 10 or so years and it's like, okay how can I do it better how can I improve that's not good enough okay my expectation today my training session was to meet this standard I didn't meet it uh so does that mean I'm not good is does that equal does that mean I'm not gonna perform and at the next Olympics all those types of things so and also it's um and then just the normal uh, immature being a human thoughts like I'm not smart enough um I need to if I'm going out in public I need to dress well look good put makeup on do my hair um all those types of things so yeah there's always there's always that little critic but it's kind of just managing that okay that's if that's how I feel but what what am I here to do is that actually important Mm. yeah what do you if you had to put a percentage on it like what percentage do you think is um like negative and mean to yourself like that and what percentages is yeah, yeah yeah you're good Lisa you got yeah this. I think you're owning it <laughs> uh, the tighter I am the <laughs> <laughs> get real, it gets really tough yeah so um, as the weeks go by and as I we do like a, a month training cycle um, so we do three weeks on one week off kind of thing and so by week three yeah it's really tough to stay on top of those thoughts yeah. That's amazing. It's, uh, by the way, thank you for sharing that. It's so it's so good to hear that coming from you because you're Lisa fucking. <laughs> like you're you're yeah. It's, it's amazing. The mo- the minds. So I know you've had. Um, I want to get into this shortly. Uh, you've you've seen sports psychologists over the years. Have have you ever seen a psychologist like just for your own personal self, or has it always just been a sporting one? Uh, the amazing thing is I've been able to have the same sports psychologist since I started. Yeah. So um, and yeah, it is mostly personal I guess because sport whether I think who you are who you bring to sport or physical performance um is so important so yeah there may be some performance aspects of psychology but mostly it's who you are so we're, I'm yeah. constantly working on being better trying to drop like um what's expected of me uh if I accidentally upset someone um if I you know people judge me because of my muscles or that type of thing so constantly working on you know what what am I most afraid of Mm. what are the behaviors and habits I do that um have been crafted to protect myself um and from that fear yeah god so if you so if you have like a bad interaction with someone do you like to think about it on the drive home or <laughs> later that day when you're in the shower, you're like, oh. Yeah. And you th- run through your mind how you could have handled that differently. Yeah, absolutely. That's so normal. It's not <laughs> yeah. good, though. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I started seeing a therapist a few years ago, and she, she told me whenever you find yourself having negative thoughts or thinking negative, just and you catch yourself doing it, just mm. pause and ask yourself, is this helpful? And yeah. it never is. And then yeah. it's easier said than done, though, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think yeah. it's also what state you're in. Are you tired? Like, have you... 
had a good night's sleep. <laughs> um, and but you must. You, so you said that it's at its worst for you, like the inner voice and the inner critic when you're yeah. when you're tired. You, I'm guessing you're more tired than most people. Like you're working well, out twice a twice a day. Yeah, I guess it's a different tired. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for someone that works super hard during the day. Like yeah. I, it's a different thing. So, I mean, I'm physically tired yes (laughs) and uh for me uh my body is um it is my job so I will uh rest and recover because that's what's going to make me better I try to keep myself so grounded um and and I think too that's like a Kiwi thing and maybe it's not always so good because we're like oh we don't want to speak up too loud we don't want to shine too much because someone will drag you down and um so but also it's kind of I think for me, if, you know, I I think I can do better at being, um, being comfortable with being strong, being a woman, being, um, being good at what I do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm. You deserve to be. And, um, you, you're a, you're a journaler as well, right? You, you journal daily? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I you, do. How, how does that look for you? Is it first thing in the morning? Is it last thing at night? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, something that's always stuck is first thing in the morning. So, you know, I'll wake up, make a coffee, um, and journal. And I think like there's, I've trialed little bits and pieces of, um, you know, doing it in the evening and different times of the day, but, it's just so easy. For me. I'm a morning person, so if I want something to stick, I've got to do it in the morning. <laughs> it's like doing the emails that you've got to get back to someone. Okay, I'll do it in the morning. <laughs> so, yeah. so, um, so when you journal in the morning, is it, um, is it like, I'm just trying to get get a grasp of it. Is yeah. it like sort of like, dear diary? Is it, is, it, is it sort of mapping out your day, or is yeah. it just writing down what you what you're grateful for? Is it like a gratitude journal? Or yeah, like it? it's it's kind of all those things. So yeah. I'll um I'll probably touch on um the day before, uh, what went well, uh, and then I'll yeah go into the day ahead, and I'll be like, okay, what am I, um, what am I looking forward to, um. Often, it's a, especially because if it's a really busy day, I'll be like, okay, you got this. You can turn up. Just be in the moment. Have, um, I guess, have a, I don't know, a concept for the day, like how I'm going to approach it. So for this morning, I guess I, I wrote something like I had a, a long session this morning. So it's like, okay, just stay in the moment. Enjoy being on the water for two hours. Uh, what Working on my technique, um, making the most of the moment. Uh, then it's enjoying having, you know, a breakfast and coffee with a friend. Just enjoy that. And yeah. I always write, today's going to be a good day. Really? That's how you sort of end it? Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. long have you been doing that? Uh, I think since, oh, a little, a little while. So maybe since uh, 2015, 14. Oh, shit, ages. Yeah. Like, like diligently and religiously. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a really, like I... Because I really love coffee. <laughs> <And> it, <laughs> oh, who no, doesn't, per- <laughs> sister? <laughs> it perks me up in the morning, so especially when I'm overseas. So I'll take, you know, we have, I'll grind my own beans and I'll make a little brew. Um, oh, so that's the whole process. Yeah, yeah, it's the process. And then just sitting down, uh, writing it out. And so I, I don't know, it's something that really anchors me for the day. Mm. And I find that, you know, for me, planning is, super important and I find I have to not that I'm incredibly good at it but it's something I know I need to do to stay on top of everything um 
uh, so I'll plan. So I'll just, what have I got today? Okay, cool. When I'm going to eat, <laughs> when am I going to have my rest, make the most of the rest and looking forward, looking ahead, it's like, oh man, it's, it's going to be a, a busy week. So when I'm, I need to go to bed early, those types of things. Yeah. yeah. What, what sort of time are you in bed? Uh, I, you know, it does range a little bit, but I am mostly asleep by 9.30. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool about the journaling. Um, yeah, there's something, something else that you said that's just been it's been playing on my mind through this this whole chat. Just that you worry about um, like what people think about you because I, I'm thinking like you. I, I can't imagine anyone would ever have a bad word to say about you. Do you know? Do, do you mean like strangers, like New Zealanders in general, or do you mean like people that you know? Yeah, both probably. Yeah. I think it, and maybe that's what I've curated just to be not too outspoken, um, to not have sides or particular opinions on things, um, not to, you know, really piss people off. Um, I so in some ways, do you wish you could be? Some, like, yeah, a bit more like things. Valerie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I, and I, I love those people because they but are it's just so not confident. You? No, it's yeah. not me, yeah. And I think also I know that I'll pro- I might change my mind. What I say isn't always going to be maybe what I believe the next day. So um, if I'm going to say something, I've got to be sure that it's the right thing. That's unbelievable. Like you, you're one of the most loved people in New Zealand. Like no one, <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm, I mean this like sincerely. Like uh, yeah, everyone adores Dame Lisa Carrington. <laughs> you know, as, as I said, like we don't see, we don't see you in the shadows. Like we don't mm. see you day in day out. We we see you every four years, but you're smiling. You usually got a gold medal. <laughs> so it's amazing that you you worry about what people. Are, are, so you you know that people like people love you. Are, are you just worried that you'll say the wrong thing and they'll turn on you? Yeah, and or I'll hurt someone. You know, I think it's not nice to be on the other end of something that someone said and it being, yeah, not nice at all. So yeah. I, I guess, but that's, um, you know, that's a work on. Just not to, no, I would, I don't want, the thing is I don't want to take anything away from someone, um, but I'd love to uplift them. So yeah. at the very least, I don't want to take anything away. Yeah. I like that. I like mm. that a lot. So my um, during my radio career, like it was my sort of job to be kind of polarizing and poke the bear a little bit and push boundaries. Mm. And um, I'm in a space now where I I don't have to do that and I don't want to do that. And I, I like the sort of conversations I'm having now. And I'm probably the same as you. Like I, I just don't want to. Life's hard enough for people, I, so I don't want to do anything that's going to make anyone feel bad. Yeah, and I, I think too, it it's something that I've I really have enjoyed. It's something that I've learned over. The years is just learning to have empathy for people, you know, what their situations. And I think when I can really, maybe someone does something super strange, I don't understand, but go, well, actually, well, I don't know what they're going through. And it doesn't have to bother me. Just yeah, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, um, during the uh, the Olympics in Tokyo last year, after mm. one of your gold medal wins, you, you made a speech and I, um, I couldn't find it online, but uh, you said something like, um, you've got a, like a love-hate relationship with the sport. Do you remember that? You said you love it or you hate and you hate it at the same oh, time. Oh, maybe uh, my, uh, the five hundred event. Yeah, yeah, so what, the K one five hundred. What does yeah. that mean exactly? Um, it is the toughest race. Um, so it demands everything from me. So, uh, for me to race that race the way that I can, I have to be incredibly confident. It is going to hurt, and I just have to push all the boundaries. So for me, I love it because it 
pulls me into a space that I'm afraid to go into, um, physically, mentally, um, and mostly it is probably I'm just afraid of hurting because it, it's a it's a minute fifty give or take and. Um, and yeah, so I'm guessing it's comfortable for maybe the first twenty seconds. Yeah, and then, and then, yeah. It, and then it's it is a tough race because you have to have a good strategy around it. it. You don't just go and go as hard as you can. There's a pacing element to it, but you're still sprinting. So, right. yeah. Oh, that makes perfect sense. I, I understand <laughs> that. I think anyone that does any sort of um, sport, regardless of what the level they're at, if they try and do the best they can, I think everyone can probably relate to that, the yeah. feeling of like putting yourself willingly in the hurt locker. Absolutely, and I, I am not one to put myself in a place where I might fail or um, it's going to hurt, so that's why that event is, so it's kind of, it's helped me kind of realise my potential. Yeah, mm. uh, can we spend a little bit of time talking about your, your partner and your dog? Yeah. So you, your your husband, you're married yeah. now, right? Yes, you got, I am. We, yep. You guys got married in March. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, this year. Yeah. How was you. it? When, when, how was the wedding? It when, was great. Yeah. yeah, I guess at that time we could only have a hundred people um, at the wedding, so oh, true. Uh, it, it's crazy. We're not in that world anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the a wicked day. Um, yeah, the the food, the my family, my friends. Um, yeah, it was the coolest time. Yeah. So, what's his name? You call him Bucky. Bucky. Yeah, Michael. That's Michael. His real name. So, and you guys have been, <laughs> been together for like a million years. Right? Yeah, since I was twenty. So before be, before you were Dame Lisa, before the golds, <laughs> before all that. So he's yeah. been with you through your entire career. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has. What's the um? What's the the meet cute? How did you guys? How did you guys meet? Uh, you, was it love at first sight? <laughs> uh, so yeah, we met through our mutual friends. Um, he also did uh, surf life saving. So I knew who Bucky was. He's a little bit older than me. So as a sixteen year old, I was like, he was, you know, he was on the beach and he was winning races, and I was like, hmm. Who's so you that were sixteen. Guy? How old was he? Like twenty. Yeah, a 22 or 22, something like right. that. Yeah, and so maybe, and then, I don't know, like four years later, it was, I knew who this guy was, and um, yeah, we just hit it off. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's it's so good that he's been there, you know, before all the success, before everything else. And how, um, uh, so he's got sort of a, a bit of an understanding about the sport. Yeah. But like not the sort of same level as your coach Gordon Walker or other mm. people around you. So when you're when you're in your hotel room at Tokyo or wherever it happens to be, and it's the day before an event and you're a bit stressed or whatever, like what sort of conversation do you have with him? Um, yeah, like I think yeah, he's learned over the years, you know what how I react, and I think I just want when we're having a conversation, it's kind of I don't know, it's whatever I feel in the moment. It's just like what are you up to? You know, how's the water? Um, and if he'll kind of wait, like what I'm prepared to go into. Um, and I'll oh, let's use it to lead the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it is in those moments. I guess I'm I'm petrified because you know. Are you? Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's it that moment means so much. Um, I've worked so hard, and I guess it's the fear of you know what could happen. Um, I could win. Wow. That's scary, but um, no, but that's the that's the relieving result, right? Like yeah. that's the best case scenario. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the best case scenario. But there's plenty of other things that could happen too. But what is? Because I mentioned Hamish Kerr, the high jumper, earlier, and um, 
he finished 10th at the Olympic Games last year, which is the best result for mm. a New Zealand male high jumper ever. And in the tournament just before that, I think the World Champs or maybe one before that, he did what's called a no jump. So he had mm. three attempts, didn't get any of them. And he was talking to his um, psychologist about that. And the psychologist was like, well, what's the worst thing that happens? That, that, that is it. Mm. It's no jump. So you get in, and it's like, it's not, the, it's not actually that big a deal. For yeah. you, what is the, what's the worst thing that could happen? Uh, just falling out of the boat. Yeah, for literally falling out and not not, uh, not starting. Yeah, not starting, not finishing. Yeah, but you come on, that's an irrational worst case scenario. Yeah, absolutely. It? Yeah, and I think how many? I don't know the last time I fell in <laughs> on the lake, but yet that that is what could happen. Imagine <laughs> that, our most decorated athlete ever. What a way to end your career. Yeah. No, but, but real. Realistically, though, like and I, I know the mind's a tricky thing, and the yeah. mind can play terrible tricks on you. But the worst case scenario is you you have a shocker of a race, and you mm. finish in the middle of the field. Yeah, Re- really. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, as that will be disappointing, um, or would be disappointing. But I, you know, you have. To, I guess you just have to process it and figure out. Um, okay, so what's important? Is it winning? Yeah, I mean that is that would be awesome, but it didn't happen today. So. I, and I think, like Hamish Kerr, like through experience, there's some stuff, some worse things that happen. I guess, mm. as, and the older you get, the more you experience, and the more things you can draw on and go, remember that time that I did this, and that was absolutely fine. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Mm. There was also an article on NBC that compared you to Simone Biles, like the um, yeah. the American gymnast. Mm. Do you, like, do you read articles like that? Does it make you feel good? Are you okay just sort of brushing it aside? How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I do remember that interview, and it's kind of, I guess the opportunity was that it was an American um, article and to, you know, have their reach. But I think, yeah, I mean, it was awesome that, I think it was more so for the sport to recognise that, you know, that kayaking is a big sport. Um, And, you know, to be compared to to her is awesome that I can get that recognition mm. and our sport get the recognition. Yeah, it's so yeah. cool. Your favourite quote is from um, President Roosevelt, the man in the oh, arena. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to ask, ask you, like, why is that your favourite quote? Because to me, that feels like a, a speech about someone who's tried and failed. Yeah, so I guess it, as I, every kind of uh, moment I go through, there'll be different things that draw on and something that, takes me back to 2019 when um, I was just figuring out, um, you know, how to perform. What if, um, I guess it, what that quote did for me is it allowed me to be okay with just trying. Uh, If I fail, it's going to be fine. Um, And I guess that gave me confidence and courage that it's it's just okay yeah. to stand up and perform or and, or and be the best. Do your best. Yeah. yeah, do your best regardless of what the result may exactly. be. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, what's amazing, you know, is that there will be certain quotes or things that resonate uh, at different periods of or phases in your life. So mm. that was something I remember um, in 2019. I was listening to Brene Brown a lot, and <laughs> she was. Brene Brown. I love yeah. Brene Brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that was something that she spoke about. Yeah, so I loved it. I really resonated in that moment. So is it still your favorite quote now, three years on? Or is um, it a different one now? I don't. I can't. It's. Pro- it won't be that one, and I can't think of one for you right now. But um, yeah, there's. Um, Oh, there's one which is it's always been relevant. I think it it's goes along something like um, it, you're never the same. Or it's 
never the same river and you're not the same man, something like that. What does so, that mean? Uh, so, you know, even though you're never going to be the same person. Yeah. If you're walking the same, you're never, yes, never the same person, never the same river. So, yeah, we're always changing. Yeah. You're seeing the world differently all the time. Yeah, I, I, I think change, change is good too. It's one of those things where often it's used um, as an insult in a way. Like someone will say to you, you know, if, say I've got some old friends and they ask me to go out, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go out tonight. They'll be like, yeah, you've changed. <laughs> but I feel like um, I feel like it'd be worse to say, well, you're you're the same. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like we're all, all changing all the time and I think that's yeah. a great thing. But I think too, like there's obviously some foundational, um, there's always going to be your values and I think that they will never change. But the way you see the world will change through experience. Mm. Um, yeah, and I love that because I think that's all we're trying to do is just see the world, see more of the world, and yeah. especially through other people's perspectives. And I think that's what's awesome about working with people, having my teammates. I get to see how they view it, yeah. not just how my way is the only way to do something. Yeah, are you, are you, are you kind of a control freak in a way? Yeah. Like when you're on the water when it comes to... Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, abso- yeah. I, I, I don't mean that in a negative no, way as well. It's like there's you know, definitely some control elements yeah. because um, there's always going to be a standard that I have to hold because that's what performance is. I'm not there just to just to have a good time. Um, I'm there to get the most out of the moment to mm. to be better. But I think that's what's great is like, can you? Is there an ability to keep what's most important, but be flexible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause you, so, one of your gold medals that you won in Tokyo that was with a part that was in a yeah, K two. Yeah, Caitlin Regal. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I was I was um thinking about her. That <laughs> must have been like, were you quite um empathetic empathetic with her? Because it's like you you, you win all these events, and then suddenly you're in a vote with another person. Yeah. If you don't win, everyone's <laughs> gonna everyone's gonna be like, well, it's, we know it's not Lisa. <laughs> Like, yeah. were, you, were you sort of aware of that or not really? Not really. Um, I think it's kind of because... Like the, is it something that she spoke to you about at all? Like no. the nerves and the pressure on her? Yeah, it absolutely. Been... No, that's not something that um, I ever spoke to her about. I think, <laughs> you know, we because we train together and she is an incredible athlete. So yeah, we, evidently. Yeah, we... Uh, uh, I mean, she's she's a proud mum right now. So when we were training together, um, you know, we were neck and neck all the time. So I knew that, you know, she she could do it. She has the goods. And so, you know, I remember we were uh, – I just finished the K1 200. Um, so in this same day. And I just remember going up the warm-up lane and, and she's like, Lisa, whatever you've got, it's – all good. I just, I'm just happy. I just want you in this boat. So for me, that just released me from being scared that maybe I was a, wasn't going to be able to give everything I could to that moment oh, because gotcha. I just finished the race. Oh, so, so if anything, you thought you would be like the weakest link in that boat yeah, because you're fatigued. Yeah. Yeah, right. So I think what she did for me in that moment, she's like, no, actually, it doesn't matter. We can, you know, let's just enjoy it. I trust you. And so... What I guess what's so special is that she could do that for me, and then I could be there completely with like, you know what? I'm not even thinking about what if I don't have all the energy oh. I need. Yeah. Oh, I feel stupid now. That what a what a dumb thing to think. That's from a like the the armchair perspective of a New Zealander that watches kayaking yeah. every four years. Yeah, like a, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it is. You know, we all have different ways of um, of dealing with it, and 
uh, or in seeing what's, yeah, what, yeah, I mean, she would have been under a heap of pressure because in that day I had four races and I was on the water off eating um, ice vest on, people were shuffling me around. So her responsibility was to make sure she knew, you know, what we were doing for our warm up, getting me on the water, making sure. So she was in the, you know, in the room uh, watching me finish my racing in the K1 200, you know. So yeah. absolutely. <sighs> Yeah. Wow. So, uh, the, so the next few years, what does that look like for you? So, um, there's the uh, Paris Games in 2024. Yes, that's right. And you'll be 30... 35? 35. No. 30, yeah, 3, 4, 5, yeah. Yeah. How are you, you feeling about that? You're obviously, like, you, I'm guessing it's a conversation you had with your coach, Gordon. Yeah. What And uh, was that part of the decision-making process? Yeah, I think, you know, he... I guess what's awesome is he wasn't I I thought that I couldn't keep going after 30 I think as why a, why just because you pass your physical pain yeah forward. because that's what I thought right. um no one had been in our well, a New Zealand female um had been in the sport for longer than I don't know 27 or 26 well then but in, in the last Commonwealth Games um Andrea Hewitt yeah. was there she's 37 I think now yeah. she's got a baby and I know. Yeah, so um, do you you draw sort of strength and inspiration from, like, you know, older females? And how old was Valerie as well? Valerie must have been. Is she 36, 37 maybe? Yeah, so absolutely. I think it's just, it's what, I mean, I feel like there's also financially it's more um, feasible for us to continue being an athlete, um, especially in a a non-professional sport in the sense we're not rugby we're not cricket um so about the support of you know sport new zealand high performance sport we can keep doing what we love and sponsors obviously because is it it okay i'm guessing the money's not great i went to i went to to andrea hewitt's (laughs) house and there's there's a lady that has spent like 20 years as an elite sports person whatever Mm. it's a beautiful house that she's got in christchurch but um that's largely because of her partner and, Mm. and his job like are you uh, is, is the money okay for Dame Lisa Carrington? Uh, look, it, you'd get a lot more. You'd be earning a lot more if you had like a, a job or a career, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I, that's um, the thing is that I have had performances and sponsorship or partnerships uh, align because there are the, is the performance. So for me, I've been. I know that I'm fortunate to be able to have those partnerships, yeah. with, and they have made it possible for really for me to continue and be able to put all my effort into uh, paddling. Yeah, and not yeah. worry about the other stuff, which yeah, is great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so... Like, what's going to happen after? Well, I haven't... You know, I guess those are the things. It's it's going to be okay mm. because I have those people, those businesses that support me. Yeah, and, and also, like, just the attitude and the drive that you've got that you put towards everything you do. You, you must have the, the confidence or the self-belief that whatever you do, it's going to be okay and you're going to be a success. Yeah, I guess it's just got to be right. It's got to be meaningful um, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, so so dream case scenario. You go to Paris in 2024. Mm. How many events do you do there? I guess at this stage, I, was, I th- yeah, I would love to continue to do the K1 500, which um, was what I'm absolutely gunning for. And then uh, – then the rest is dependent on teammates. Yeah. So um, we're building such uh, an amazing group of uh, women at the moment, and we had a really great world champs this year. And I think we will. We just we still have to qualify. Yeah. So uh, next year we have to qualify for the Olympics. So we have to place in top eight in the world. 
to do that. So there to get more, I want more women, more people at the Olympics, so I we can do more events. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So so okay. So I, so ideally, um, you go to Paris, do as, as well as what you can. Yeah. Then, and then is the plan to retire after that or? Yeah. Look, I guess I. You am, don't know. Yeah, I think I absolutely want a family, and mm. um, what that means and I don't know it would be really tough for me personally and I women still do it um but I haven't done that and I've had children have been able to go back to their careers um so I guess for me that would be a really challenging thing to to do is do both so I don't simultaneously yeah Yeah, I think that would be really tricky and um, but yeah, to have a family would be awesome. Um, do you so, think it'd yeah. be difficult to do? I mean, a lot of people do manage to to mm. do both in different sports. Do you think it'd be difficult just knowing the the amount of effort that you have to put in to be the best you can be at the sport? You don't feel like you could do both successfully. Yeah, I think yeah, because of the what I put in, I put myself first. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, like, I don't know who I'm going to be or how I'm going to feel about that decision um, in two years' time. So yeah. I think it's totally down to the situation, down to the person, um, and obviously you can do it. So, but it's scary. Yeah, and yeah, really um, scary. And ideally, I mean, it's all hypotheticals here. How many kids do you want? Have you discussed this with Bucky? Uh, yeah, I think two would be good. Yeah, as I guess as we get older, um, I can't have like a. I don't know, like a rugby team or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, get some fertility yeah. treatment, have, have some triplets or something. Yeah. Oh, I reckon you'd be a great mum. I mean, I was going to say I reckon you'd be a great mum, but it just seems like a redundant thing to say because it's like what it, whatever you do, you're going to be amazing as. Oh. Yeah, amazing at. Yeah. Oh, I think, I mean, oh, there's, there's so many amazing people out there. And I think, you know, we talk about um, me being a dame and that type of thing and, What's awesome about going to those kind of ceremonies is that you get to witness other New Zealanders, you know, getting a, a new order of merit and, you know, the other um, awards that are given. And I'm like, man, these people have saved lives. They've changed, um, you know, they've created new solutions to support, I don't know, people in poverty. And I'm like, man, I've just... Done my. I've just looked after myself and got a few medals, but these people are <laughs> saving lives. So I mean, there yeah, are yeah. you know, like there are. I know that what I do, I'm so privileged to do, and um, I guess I'm not. Yeah, I just know that there are still some way more people doing awesome things out there. Oh, you're too modest. Hey, we'll end <laughs> with a couple of quick fire ones. What makes you angry? Uh what makes me angry um, when I'm tired and the dishes haven't been put away. So. Right. Do you, do, you, do you say, do you think um, Bucky would get your worst behaviour? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, which is a bit sad. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I think it's natural in any relationship. It's like, yeah, it's like we, you save your worst behaviour for the people that you love the most. It's, yeah. it's the most fucked up thing, but it's yeah. just human nature. What's your worst habit? Oh, worst habit. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd have a few. Like, I don't know, I'd probably, I don't clean, I don't keep my car clean enough. <laughs> is it a sponsor's car? Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's really... It's so a, entitled. Well, it's really nice, and um, I just... But the great thing about having... Keeping it a little bit messy is that I've always got 
something I need, you know. That pair of- <laughs> <laughs> tweezers, I need tweezers. Right yeah. Or it's like, man, I forgot my shoes. Yeah, there's some gym shoes in there. There's a hoodie in there, you know. <laughs> well, it's probably not the best circumstances to do so, but give your sponsors a plug. Who, who, Who's the car sponsor? Oh, Toyota. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's awesome. Oh, that's so nice. How long have they been on board? Uh, a few years now. Yeah, cool. um, yeah awesome. They've given, they've, I've got a hybrid at the moment, which I'm oh, really amazing. enjoying. Um, saving me a bit of... Bit of petrol, which is good. <laughs> what other what other brand partnerships have you got? Are you still with Beef and Lamb? No, so not with Beef and Lamb anymore. But um, I mean, they were awesome. They're an awesome. They were an awesome sponsor and helped me a, go so far. Yeah, so. it was a great campaign eh, that I made. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't want to forget anyone, but like, <laughs> <laughs> no, and there's um, Under Armour. They've yeah. been awesome. Um, oh, you actually, you, we, your parents did like an interview on Breakfast TV. <laughs> your dad's catted out. I know, out. I know. I It was so funny. I remember getting back from overseas. I'm like, is that mine? Mum, have you seen <laughs> my clothes? And they're like, oh, no, no, they gave it to me. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah um, who else is there? Uh, and I uh, like people like Evolu, which is a skincare brand, which is awesome. So um, obviously being out in the sun all the time. Yeah, um, you need that. Yeah, yeah. And um, you mentioned your worst habit about having the dirty car. What would Bucky say your worst habit is? Not packing the dishwasher properly. <laughs> what, are, you, are you knives up or knives down? Uh, I like to knives up, cleans them. Oh, high stabbing chance. Oh, no, but that's just not the sharp ones. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Fair I enough. I just I just put things in there and it doesn't make sense and mm. yeah, plates, bowls, wherever. And um, th- this one's probably quite a serious one to finish with. We should have got to it <laughs> earlier, but um, have there, have there been like adversity or tough times? Like I'm thinking when the Lisa Carrington book comes out, what's the what's the chapter or the thing that's going to be like the hook line that gets <sighs> yeah. you know, printed before it comes out? What cause it, from an outsider's perspective, and again, we only see you every four years. It just yeah. seems like it's been a you know, from one peak to another, but I'm sure it hasn't all been that way. This is always a, a tough one, I guess. You know, like, it's, I think there's always tough moments, I think. Um, and I guess they stop being tough when you figure out how to get through it. Um, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat, I'm pretty fortunate. I haven't had to go through huge adversity. Mm. Um, but I, I think, I guess the challenge for me is just trying to trying to perform at the highest level and still be a normal human. Um, and I guess it's accepting that, yeah, I'm probably going to do some really strange things for performance or uh, because, you know, what striving and stepping outside the box is – it's not going to be normal because I don't sit in the box. So for me, it's... What do you, what do you mean exactly? Strange things for, for performance or not? I guess, yeah, I was thinking about that. That didn't sound that great. Um, no, so I guess it's, I don't know, whether it's, you know, like putting my myself first. So um, maybe not going out and hanging out with friends because, you know, I'm... Just prioritising number prioritizing, one. Yeah, and yeah, prioritising my, yeah, me and looking after myself um, and for, my, I guess, my job. Yeah. So, and I, I guess the work I have to do is constantly about um, how much am I holding myself back? Is there more to unlock? Am I? Can I do this better? Where Where are the gains that I'm going to get? So, the exploration of uh, getting the most out of myself is. I mean, that is tricky, but you have to put yourself in some challenging situations to kind of let go, not care what people think, yeah. uh, fail. 
um, because those are the moments that you kind of learn the most. Oh, 100%. Mm. Yeah, you learn more from your fails than from, from yeah. anything else. Well, when you're under so much pressure, you're like, yeah. wow, why? Like, where is this feeling coming from? What? Why am I reacting in this way? Why am I so afraid to do this? Is it because, you know, if I fail it, I, I think when I think of failure, I kind of think about the gym and uh, doing an exercise that I look, I can't do. I'm like, no, no, not doing it. You know, but I'm like, mm. uh, you know, my gym, my gym trainers put it in there because it's good for me. You know, it's okay. It's okay to look shit. It's okay to fail. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I suppose <laughs> the thing is, for you at the gym, it's like for most of us, it's like everyone's self-conscious, but mm. for most of us at the gym, it's like I, I like to tell myself everyone's self-conscious about how they look, so they're not looking, at, you know, worried about <laughs> yeah. themselves. But you're Lisa fucking cares, and so people probably are looking at you. Yeah, and I, I guess you know, and it's also you're kind of acting like an idiot or failing or um, being a goofball, you know, like it really. It's good for your teammates. And so doing things that are challenging or people laugh at you kind of go like kind of drops the barrier of your connection with your team and you can build each other up and yeah. you know work together cuz I guess what I've learned is I cannot do this on my own. I need people and I want people because it's as much as times it's hard because it's easy to go you know what, I'm just going to go off and do this on my own. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to control it the way that I want to control it. No one can distract me. Um, that's In the moment, while that might seem good, it's definitely not as fun as doing it with people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. Oh, that's great. Well, um, you've been so generous with your time. Um, yeah. It's almost like 6 o'clock in the evening now. So what's the plan now? You're, you're meeting your, your husband after work yeah, and yeah. going out. For, what's the plan for dinner? Yeah, we're going out to dinner. I actually Does this said, happen often? Um. Every now and then, I mean, because I mean, COVID's happened, so going into work hasn't been as often for him. Um, but yeah, I enjoy it because he works in Britomart, so going down there's I love the food in Auckland. So um, we have such an amazing restaurant, and he told me the name of the restaurant, but I forgot. I'll <laughs> <laughs> come see you there. <laughs> well, I, I think work ons after today. We need to work on that inner voice, that inner critic. Oh, absolutely. Gotta, but I, th- I feel like that's not just you or mm. me. That's everyone in, that's listening to this. Got to you yeah. know, silence that voice somehow. Yeah, or maybe not silence it, but maybe shed a bit of light on. I'm good enough. You know, I'm I'm strong. I I can do this, and um, just believing in yourself a bit more yeah and that's coming from Lisa Carrington New Zealand's <laughs> most successful Olympian of all time yeah <laughs> you, you have you have th- those um those thoughts imagine what the rest of us have <laughs> oh look I think yeah I mean we all do right yeah. like it's just human to be oh man I'm not good enough what if I do what if I fail so yeah I mean it's something that we all need to work on and I'm and it's it's crazy you think I mean, it's something I've thought about in the last year. It's like I don't talk to myself that nicely. Mm. And um, and I always knew it. You know, there's always, you know, a lot of, be, you know, be nice to yourself, be kind. You're like, yeah, okay, yeah. But what does that mean? It's like, man, if I really listen to how I'm talking to myself, I'm not smart enough, um, you know, I'm not tall enough, um, all those things. It's like, wow, okay, that's the subtle things, you know. Yeah. 
Well, that's a great message. And uh, I know one of your things is you like to um, be a better person today than what you were yesterday. Mm. And I can honestly say, as someone that's known you and interviewed you for the first time 10 or 11 years ago, not that there was anything wrong with you at all then, like you (laughs) were lovely, um, but I think you're a better person now than then for sure. Yeah, I mean, well, it was like 11 years ago. Yeah. Absolutely, I think there's... I've done a few things. Yeah, haven't you just? <laughs> Dame Lisa Carrington, thank you so much for your time. Can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Cool, thank you, Dom. And best of luck for the future. Cheers, thank you. We good? You're so good. Yay! Cool. Oh, Lisa, that was fucking great. Oh, good. good. Thanks so much for listening all the way through that conversation with Dame Lisa Carrington. How awesome is she? What a wonderful human being and... As you heard, she's very busy. Her time is very precious. So I cannot thank her enough for giving me, and you guys, I guess, an hour 20 of her time. If you liked it, please do share it with any friends that you think may like it too. I found that word of mouth is the most effective form of marketing available to us. Also, if you don't already, I'd love it if you could like my Instagram page at Runners Only with Dom Harvey for additional content, video snippets of the chats, stuff like that. You can also message me there with guest suggestions, feedback, and anything you want. Before I go, special thanks again to Radix Nutrition. Please do check them out, radixnutrition.co.nz. You can find all the information to get a hold of them in the uh, description to this podcast. They do a whole heap of products, but I do want to focus on their protein powder because the truth is we could pretty much all do with more protein in our diet than what we're currently getting. So shakes is a great way to get that extra protein hit. And a shake made with Radix Nutrition products tastes insane. The banana one, honestly, better than the banana instant pudding that mum used to make me as a kid. All right, hey, thanks again for joining us. Hope to see you next week on Runners Only with Dom Harvey. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.